loving, worshiping this one and only true God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Opportunity has been given to you. Don't miss the table was prepared. It was prepared before you. And in the presence of your enemy. But it's up to you to step out and come and dine. It was up to you to come and receive and take off of that table what you needed. Amen. To live that overcoming and victorious life in this old world that we're living in today. This world's in trouble. Full of chaos, full of trouble, uncertainty. May turn against one another, want to kill one another, destroy one another. No respect for life, no respect for one another. Oh, I'm telling you, let's pray for our nation. Let's pray for our world. Amen, amen. They need the gospel. They need individuals just like you and me to go out in those highways and byways and by our conversation and by our actions and deeds. Oh, I feel a warning flag right here. I'm going to tell you something. You better watch how you respond on that Facebook about this situation. You better make sure you got the Word of God and the love of God and not flesh, amen, dominating you on that thing. I don't know why I said that, but I said it. I want to get caught up in the world. I want to get caught up in the actions of the world. I want to get caught up, amen, in peace. Peace and love, amen. Hallelujah. This is what the real gospel is all about. There's no greater peace than this. First of all, being, being peaceful with God. Amen. The more that you walk with peace in God, hey, it's a lot easier. You can be peaceful with your brothers and sisters. Even to the point sometimes you're willing to take the fault. You're willing to make the sacrifice. You're willing not only give the coat, but the coat with you. You're not only willing to walk one mile, you're willing to walk two. You understand and realize it's bigger than who we are and what this world's got. I'm laying up some treasure somewhere. Hallelujah. I don't have to worry about nobody stealing it. I don't have to worry about the devil getting because he, he's limited. Amen. He's limited. He's, he's got a guy here. I'm going to tell you something. There's some lines the devil can't cross. But you and I both, there's some lines you and I can't cross and keep the favor and the blessings of God flowing in our lives. And I'm telling you, the enemy's doing his best today against the church. He's done his best to muddy the water up. He's done his best to pull them landmarks down. Amen. And separate them. Even among us, the apostolics and the one God-believing people. Hallelujah. Of what's sanctified and separation and holy and pleasing to God. But oh, hallelujah. We're serving an awesome God, aren't we? God bless you. We're going to let our classes go back. Appreciate you so much. Appreciate the touch and the love of God in this house. I want to spend a little time on this lesson here this morning. Hallelujah. We do appreciate all that are here, each one that's coming to be a part of this service. God bless you. All the guests, God bless you. It's good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning to come and love and worship Him. We hope already you've been touched and uplifted and encouraged. Pray for our children. Pray for, amen, our Sunday school department and to uh, teachers that they can impart the Word of God in the hearts. And then after this, we'll have a candy rain. Praise God. It ain't like the Holy Ghost rain, but it's, it, you know, it's got some joy to it. If you don't believe it, just watch in a little while. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Love you. Appreciate you. What a touch of the Lord. It's here today. And we're so thankful that you've come to be a part of it, to join in with us. Amen. And loving and worshiping Him, help creating and building the fire. None of us can do this by ourselves, but we need one another. And we need you as you come and bring your load of wood. Amen. To put on the fire. This is one fire we don't want to go out. There's some fires you don't want to put no wood on because you want that fire to go out. Amen. But this is a fire, amen. We want it to be a bonfire. 
and burn, amen, this morning, tonight, throughout next week, and whenever, wherever we go, this Holy Ghost and fire would burn, amen, in representation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is a beautiful time to be living for the Lord. Amen. We're living in a world, in a time, and even a nation that's very confused and uh, not real sure about a lot of things. I'm being shaken, amen, from one extreme to the other. And that's what the Bible warned us about that was would happen, would take place. Our faith, our confidence in the Lord, our experience in God. <clears throat> Man, all of this helps you and I to understand how important it really is to make sure that our Pentecost experience is by the Word of God. And without waver and doubt, praise God, making our calling and election sure. Praise God. Because this world needs somebody that's grounded, established, convinced, persuaded. Paul went to many extremes that he might persuade some, that he might win some. And so that, that same mission, that same challenge is still upon us today. The Lord himself knowing. You read his words. He's the one that taught us about the broad and the narrow. The straight man. Man, he taught us. He was the one. He's the one that taught that you knew that the broad, that there would be more and that hell would enlarge itself. He taught on hell, amen, more than apostles. Amen. The topic, the subject, and eternity. He did. But when it came time, amen, to pay the price. He was still willing to pay the price for the, for the few. Many are called, but few are chosen. Amen. And so you and I have got to be the same way in bearing this gospel and truth and sowing the seed of the good tidings of our Lord. I believe there's more than just one way of doing that. Amen. I believe there's a multiple ways of doing it. It all works in hand in hand and works together. You know, you can't tell people what they ought to do without doing it yourself and be very effective. But if you'll live what you believe... If you believe what you've been taught, if you practice it, the effect is far greater. Oh, I don't mean don't tell them. Even if, if, if it was a backslider, I'd tell them the truth. I'd tell them, amen, if I was questioned or asked, I'd tell them the truth. And I'd tell them the truth about me. Don't follow me. Don't, don't use me for an example. I'm the worst example you can use right now. But you can, you can, i tell you what, go to them that's living it. Go to them that's believing it, walking in it. Amen. Their actions, their deeds and conducts. Hallelujah. So sharing Amen. This mission of what? Of seeking and saving that which was lost. The fellowship from God. That's what was lost. And then we was given the punishment. Amen. Of death. And there's a lot to this lesson. It's lengthy. And I'm going to do my best to cover as much of it as we possibly can. But there's a lot to this lesson when you begin to dig into it and look at it and search out the scriptures and the power of it. How many of you glad this morning to be a part of that new creation? I'm glad to be a new creature. I'm glad to be a part of that new creation. I'm glad I got something inside of me that will help me, secure me, comfort me. can't do this by myself. Amen. It's His grace. It's His grace and His mercy that works in our lives on a daily basis. It's not my own will and power, but, as, but as, what's this? But as we give ourselves unto Him, as we give ourselves unto his righteousness unto holiness as we walk
to kiss voice and kiss heartbeat. Amen. It becomes easier. We become more knowledgeable. We become we get a greater insight of really what's going on and what's happening. We begin to be able to discern spirits and pick up on attitudes and spirits and, and understand and realize, hey, there's a better way to respond to this and handle this. Amen. And, and, and when, when, man, to win souls. Amen. Wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. Did you know that tied into a man winning souls? Amen. Praise God. There's some things we need to avoid. There's some questions that we need to step around. There's some things that you as an individual do not need to pursue when you're trying to witness to somebody else. It's none of your business, and it's going to cause more harm and good. But if you're not careful, the wrong spirit can get a hold of you because you want to build your own kingdom, and it may be all about us or myself. See, that can get a hold of a preacher. He says, my church, amen. This, but it's not my church. It's not my church. It's not my body. I've just been a part of the fivefold ministry, called into it by the mercy and grace of God and have the privilege, amen, the honor to be able to stand in this pulpit. Stand in this pulpit to do what? Try to persuade others. Number one, if they're not in pitch, to keep them out of it. And number two, if they're in pitch, to pull them out of it. Whatever that pit may be from false doctrines, false teaching, and they're going to be among us, the writers that let us know. Amen. As disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know what? There's a continuation with that. We're going to see a lot of that in this lesson today. It's not just a one. There's a doctrine that's been put out. Amen. Once saved, always saved. We ought to. Once we, once we repent it, once the foundation's laid, the only foundation there is, and if we receive the Holy Ghost, and we walk in the Spirit, not in the flesh, you know what? We're going to be re-raptured. We're going to be saved. No matter if you know, if they put us in the grave, it don't matter. There's going to be a resurrection. Blessed is that first resurrection. But the idea and the opinion that we can live and walk outside of His will, outside of His commandments, amen, we're going to see in the Scriptures today that that's not true. Amen. It's contingent, amen, with it, to be obedient unto Him. He taught us, He said, if you love me, you keep my commandments. I want to love Him enough to keep His commandments. How about you? I want to love my spouse, I want to love my family enough, and love God enough. That I'll keep myself sanctified and separated from certain things. Amen. To avoid certain things. To keep, amen, things from penetrating and getting a hold of us. And, and you know what? If you're not careful, if you keep flirting with that and playing with it, that you'd be shocked in America. How many people just in pulpits right now? Amen. That, that they got two or three out in the audience. They have a personal relationship with. A lot more personal than they should. Amen. That's, it's, you'd, you'd be shocked, amen, of all of that kind of stuff going on. And that's the reason our world's so messed up when it comes to religion. And it comes to faith and it comes to believing in God and why some, amen, don't have nothing to do with it because they observe. But you know what? They're still going to have to give an account because you know what? This becomes a personal thing. Helen, I'm so thankful for being a part of it. How about you? All right, let's, let's go into sharing his mission. You're glad to be a part of the mission today? You're glad to be a part of the work of the kingdom of God and the service of Jesus Christ? Glad to have the Holy Ghost and it means more to you than just going to heaven? It means more to you than just dancing and worshiping and speaking in tongues? Amen. But we're we, we, we part of something that's bigger than we are. We're part of something that's bigger than the United States. We're part of something that's much larger, amen, than this world and all the kingdoms that this world has to offer to us. All the, the, the riches of the material things and, and the mansions that are built and, and things like that are purchased and owned and enjoyed upon this earth. But yet we're bigger than something that's far larger than all of that. The new heaven, the new earth, you glorified bodies. A place where there be no devil, a place where there be no temptations, a place, amen, where we'll be able to worship and, 
and, and, and serve God in a measure, in a, in a way that at this moment in time, I'll send them. We just, because we're looking through a darkly glass. Amen. We can't see things as clear with the clarity we like to. We don't understand all, but you know what? His love brings us beyond that understanding. I don't have to understand everything to love him. Neither do I have to understand everything to trust him. Now, if I've got to have, you know, God's got to speak to me and give me visions and dreams and constantly pamper me and baby me. Oh, God, here we go. This is part of the mission. It's part of the training. We don't send the Boy Scouts to Iraq. Not disrespectful to them. Whatever they learn in those woods and things of that nature. But we send, amen, we send what? Special forces with special training. And so to take on this mission, amen, we've got to get the pacifiers out. We've got to get beyond the bottles. And we've got to get hold of the meat and let the meat get a hold of us. I like milk, but I don't want it in a bottle. I'm not even sure if I could get it out of that bottle. I guess I could if I was hungry. I, yeah, I could. I got to screw the top off. <laughs> Praise God. I do like my wife. She had one of them gas cans the other day. She, she said, hey, how do you get the gas out of this thing anyway? About it. She, she finally just took the top off. She said, I can get it. <laughs> but okay. So anyway, I showed her yesterday how to work it. <laughs> Praise God. I try to have it gassed up and ready, but sometimes it don't work that way. But anyway, we try. All right. Here we go. So as we watch this and the focus verse and... Um, I'm telling you, God's blessed us. Focus verse is found in Mark 16 and 15. And he said unto them, go ye to all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. When's the last time you was called a creature? When's the last time you liked being called a creature? Well, Jesus called you one. According to, according to Mark, Matthew, and Luke, come I in. Praise God. You're, we're creatures. And all of them are creatures until when? Because all of us are creatures until we're made whole. And nobody's made whole without God and that earnestness of his spirit and fulfilling of the gospel. There's no way to be whole or holy without it. So until then, we're just creatures. That's vulnerable and open. Amen. For the devil, for the spirits of the world, the actions and the works of the flesh to manifest itself, to display itself. But now that you and I become vessels of God. And servants of God. Under the influence and the power of the Holy Ghost. And the writings of his word. It's written on the tables of our hearts. Our minds and in our spirit. We have the power of another law in us. A spiritual law. That now we can respond different. We can act different. We can, God can use us to manifest and declare a power. And authority. That this world needs to experience and know something about. So let's watch the lesson itself. I want you to notice Matthew 28 and 18. Jesus came and spake unto them. You'll drop down and look at Mark 16, 15. That was our focus verse. And he said, talking about Jesus said unto them. And go to Luke 24 and 46. And said unto them, talking about Jesus. So on all three heirs, these are the words of none other but our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Man, so this helps us that this is wasn't something that one of the gospel writers just uh, missed it and uh, maybe put their own emphasis to it and addings of things of that nature. No, 
Amen. These are the words of Jesus Christ. It's a mandate, amen, for you and I as vessels, as recipients, as ambassadors, as we're going to talk about a little later, the writings of Paul, amen, of the Lord and of Jesus Christ and of the Holy Ghost. And I want to tell you something. Once you've sat and been in the presence of the Holy Ghost, you know, you know that you've ever felt the presence of God, the love of God, the power of God. You cannot deny that presence. Hallelujah. In fact, if you blaspheme or reject it, there is no forgiveness for that. Once God has manifested himself and declared himself unto us, it puts us in a position and a place where without excuse. <laughs> we're without excuse. We'll just yield and humble and give ourselves unto it. If we'll, if, we'll, if we'll stir that fire, that desire, that passion. And it can, it can stay with, in, in the realms of the place of the call of God and the service of God. Whatever that calling might be. Whatever that service might be for his kingdom. That's a reason some could endure some things and overcome some things and be mindly used of God. Even the apostle Paul. Other people would like to be Apostle Paul. But I'm not sure if they would. They better read closely the pedigree that he had. And I'm not talking about the one being a Benjamite. I'm not talking about one being a Sanhedrin. I'm not talking about being a Hebrew. But I'm talking about, amen, the persecution, the trials, and locking up in the dungeons. Amen. The scars that laid on his back. The times in shipwreck. The times of hunger and nakedness and fastings. And how oft, how oft. How oft all of this come against him and war against him. Amen. But we understand as a chosen vessel of God, as an apostle unto you and I as Gentiles. Amen. God mightily used him. But there is a call. There's a call upon each vessel that's under the sound of my voice here today. Amen. In the kingdom of God and the service of Jesus Christ. Amen. As a witness. If you ponder and wonder what I should do, I can tell you what. Amen. This is it. To be a soul winner. To seek and to save that which is lost. To live and conduct yourself in a form and manner that impact those that you come in contact with. That there's something, a hope that's lying within us. A reason of that hope. Amen. Even in the trials and the, the circumstances that we've been under the last few months. And what's being exposed to us in this past week don't make any difference. We know because this is where we can lift our heads still and look up and realize that our redemption is drawing nigh. The coming of the Lord is coming nearer and nearer one day at a time, one week at a time, one month at a time. And we have nothing to fret and worry except a man trying, a man to get under the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost to make sure that every service will count, to make sure that every day and every conversation and every opportunity may come our way, that we can encourage somebody, that we can help somebody. It may be just a little planning or a little bit of watering. But you know what? It's not really important who's the one that's doing that. As Paul helps us to understand. But God is the one that gives the increase. But he's still got to have somebody that's willing to sow. He's still got to have somebody that's willing to pour, pour in a little water. He's still got to have somebody, amen, to really to open up their mouths and conduct themselves in a way, in a manner, as a Holy Ghost of child of God. Amen. As a pistol, amen, of Jesus Christ. As an ambassador, as a representation of a different kingdom, a different power. And that's you and I. As we take on this mission, 
Amen. That Jesus left with us. He left unto those that was listening to him at that moment. As he was fixing to ascend. As he was fixing to go up into the heavens. Amen. And depart from them in the physical realm. Amen. Until the day that he's going to eat with us at the Lamb's Supper. And the time and the hour that we meet him in the clouds. Hallelujah. But until then. Hallelujah. It was, it's our business to do what? Amen. To point them to Jesus Christ. Amen. To point them to the gospel. And to good tidings and the good news. Which is nothing but the gospel. Gospel itself, the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So watch this. So what did Jesus come to do? Notice the very beginning of this lesson. I thought, man, this is put. Uh, maybe I've always knew this, and under, but but yet he puts this. He makes a statement here. Watch what he says. Amen. To seek and to save that which was lost. Luke nineteen and ten. We'll, we'll probably go to Luke 15, chapter of the Lord. Allow us, amen, because there's illustrations of, of the coin, amen. It's illustrations of the sheep. And then there's illustration of the son that was lost, amen. But the celebration that took place, the excitement that took place. And at the end of each one of those uh, illustrations, amen, how the heavens would rejoice over one sinner repenting, amen. Repenting over their sins, amen. It was more joyful than the 99, amen, that was righteous and didn't need any any that no need of repentance amen in their lives and so as we watch this go what's happening reconciliation reconciliation friendship fellowship that's what's taking place that's the reason Jesus Christ is our everything some you know pin and, and point it out to us y'all some of them Jesus only you're right you're right because Jesus is the only way that you're going to have a relationship and a companionship and gain back that friendship with him is through Jesus Christ. There is no other way. If you try to come any other way, you come as a thief and a robber and you're going to be dealt with in that manner and form. And that's forever set on the heavens. And no amount of people, regardless of who they are and how educated they are, is going to get around that. Doesn't matter if they were raised in Muslims and all the Hindus and all the other. I'm telling you, we understand to be reconciled, to be brought back into fellowship, to be brought back into friendship. A man was going to be on the, and to, to, to know this God that sat on that mercy seat. Hallelujah. Because that's really what it's all the torment, reconciling meant. Amen. Is that mercy seat, is getting back into the presence of this almighty God. Hallelujah. So this is the ministry. Watch what the writer here says in the lesson. Jesus came to bring reconciliation to God and man. That's the reason Jesus could bear the cross. That's the reason Jesus could endure the pain and the agony. It wasn't just for man. And it wasn't just for a fellow man. Could it be the reason that the Lord's called on us to bear some crosses? It's not necessarily a man for your fellow man. And showing him compassion and mercy and grace. But it's actually a representation of your heavenly father God almighty. Changes the attitude of the pride. That changes the attitude of the glory. That changes the attitude. I'll bear the cross. 
I'll accept it. This is your will, Father. I'll bear this cross. I'll walk this path. I'll fulfill this. Oh, they're going to bless from it and be blessed from it. But what's going to be the driving factor is, is to demonstrate the love of my heavenly Father that he had upon me when I was wretched and no good, and he died anyway. What's the scriptures? You go to 2 Corinthians 5 and 14. We're going to notice, <clears throat> amen, and I'm going to use these for a minute, and I know time may, but we're going to. For the love of Christ constraineth us. For the love of Christ. That's what gets a hold of us. When he talks about constraining, this is this love, amen, is what's going to hold us. It's what's going to see us through. It's what's going to help us to have. Watch a couple of statements that the apostle write unto the, the believers. To tolerate. To be long-suffering. Do you think there's a lot of toleration goes on in our world today? A lot of long-suffering? Did you know that some of the fruits of the Holy Ghost? Gentle, long-suffering, kind. Praise God. And we're taking on His mission now. We found a source. We found a secure, a competitor that'll help us. You know what's one of the greatest downfalls of Pentecost, if we're not careful? It's a spirit of arrogance and pride. Did you know that that didn't just happen in the New Testament church? But that was the biggest problem with the Jews and the Hebrews. They thought they was a step better than everybody else. Those days above everybody else. In fact, it bleeded over right on into the Pharisees and the Sadducees. To the point and place that they would separate themselves and divide themselves from certain people. They already disqualified them to know anything about this God. So we'll, we'll go to extreme efforts to... There's a lot in this lesson, I promise you. If you didn't read it, go back and read it. Dig into some areas. If I can help you here today, help us here today. Help me here. Huh. That's the reason the color of her skin shouldn't have nothing to do with it either way. It really shouldn't. For every earthen vessel, there is a soul that's going to live out in eternity somewhere. And they deserve the right to hear the gospel. And to feel the love. But watch this. You know how they're going to feel it? When they watched it displayed by folks like you and me. I 
How are we going to do that? Because he loved us so much. He cared so much about us. And now that we have been partakers of that and have experienced that, and we know it for ourselves now, that's what he's writing about. Constrained us because we thus judge that if, if, he, if one died for all, then all were dead. Now watch this. If you back up in the particular chapter, he's talking about when one would die for one. You know, by chance, some would even die for, for those that are just, that deserve to be died, you know, dying for them. But he died for us. And we were sinners. And we was unrighteous. We was ungodly. He died for us. Why? Points being driven home here. Amen. That all were dead. All were unrighteous. I, I got a, quite a few verses to drive this home because you know, we're living in a world today that you can't hardly find a sinner. You can't hardly find and define lines of sin anymore. If you don't believe that, start going to every funeral they start having the next three or four or five, six weeks. 99.9% of them will be put into. I'm not being harsh. I'm just telling you the world and the society that we're living in. And that's the reason it's so important today is how we live and how we conduct ourselves. And not allow them to pollute us or contaminate us. With our hearts and our lives made up, I'm going to live godly. I'm going to live holy. God, if you'll just help me. We can't do this by ourselves. We really can't. I don't claim to do. I don't claim that. I don't profess unto you of that. And that he died for all. That they which lived should not henceforth live unto what? Themselves. Okay, he was died. But now who's living? Who's really alive? It's those that's been born again. The water and the spirit. It's those that experience the Holy Ghost. This is where the, from Kent's, from this point, from this place, we really begin to live. But to him which died for them and rose again, wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. We don't know him after the flesh, but we're going to know him by what? By the Spirit. We're going to know him. Just like knowing man. We know him by his flesh and, and his conducts and things of that nature. Uh, therefore, if any man be in Christ, therefore, if any man, no matter where he comes from, no matter who he is, no matter the color of his skin, no matter his education, no matter his geographical location, this covers everybody. Be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. He is. You know, watch this. If you do a study on that and go into Greek, it, it tells you, you know what it tells you? It takes you back to the original formation. I'm a new creature. There's a new creation taking place in me now. Because the creator himself abodes and is alive in me. It's orchestrating, directing, 
That's the reason I can have the renewing of the mind. Not this vessel. Not this outward man. It's going to die. But I got the earnest. I got the down payment. I got that. He can give me life and life eternal. Comforting, guiding, leading, helping me, instructing me. That's going to live out forever. That's going to be, that's going to come back. I'm going to snatch up this old fleshly body that decayed and went back to the mother earth. It's going to bring it up in newness. It's going to bring it up in, in a different glorification. It's going to bring it up, amen, in a new creation. It's going to bring it up in a creation that won't know nothing about a decay or rightening or ever experiencing dying again. What am I trying to drive home? I'm driving home this morning uh, the importance of the baptism of the Holy Ghost all over again. I don't care what topic you preach, especially in the New Testament. It's over and over and over and over and over and over about the importance of the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the new creation. There's many that claim to be born again, but they claim a birth, amen, without, without the evidence, the initial evidence, amen, of speaking in that heavenly language as the Spirit of God gives it the strength of the utterance of the power to do it. It's not something the man or mind over matter or something that we drum up or, or bring about our own selves or allow a deceiving or a lying spirit that can come from actually the devil himself that are clothed himself amen in a way in a manner but we know under those sheep clothes there is a wolf I'm telling you we got so many wolves that among us hallelujah but it's time amen that God's going to start snatching things out God's going to start revealing things God's going to start manifesting things I believe before this thing is over with there's going to be a manifestation of his glory that's the reason we can believe we can have a miracle in the house this morning because we believe in the miracle worker because we're worshiping him in spirit and truth because we desire to be his disciples and you know what all of this is going on is not going to change our minds or change our hearts why because we're grounded and established and firm in this and we're not going to be shaken loose from it hallelujah we're going to hold on to it we're going to practice it we're going to believe it until the rapture takes place Any man in Christ, he is what? A new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled unto himself, restored. He's won back. He's brought back into friendship. He's brought back into fellowship. God unto himself. Amen. By who? By none other but Jesus Christ. That's the reason we preach there's no other way. That's the reason we preach there's only one gospel. That's the reason we preach there's only one body. That's the reason we preach there's only one ark. There was only one tabernacle. And you watch this. Alessa talks about that. Brings up the term synagogue. Talks about Jesus. Goes to the synagogue. And there, amen, is he, he, he's called upon. And he goes in. The writer talks about it. And, and you watch this. <laughs> Acts talks about Jesus Christ. What was Jesus Christ anointed with? The Holy Ghost. Wait a minute now. He's God Almighty. But Jesus said these are not my works. And these are not my words. They're my father's. Jesus Christ. You can't not make Jesus Christ a God by himself. He had the spirit of a man. He had a will. But in Gethsemane. The will of the man had to submit unto the will of the Father. God is the Spirit, the creator of all things. And by and through him, now watch this, 
That's the reason I preach and believe that in the first six days, everything that man was going to ever need was created. The creation of the world, the sun, the moon, the stars, the seasons, the earth, and what it can produce. But not only that, the scriptures tell us before the foundation of the world, Jesus was created in the plan in mind. The first Adam was in the same image or likeness of the second Adam. That's the reason Brother Booker believes there's a strong possibility that the second Adam, being Jesus Christ, looked exactly like the first Adam in the natural. No big thing, doctrinal-wise. We just know the first Adam was a living soul. The second Adam was a quickening spirit. Quickening spirit means to bring back, bring back life, bring back fellowship, bring back a law, a kingdom, a power that can take a bold in us. And guide and lead us as we watch this. As we now are going to take on this, amen, this mission. Take on the gospel. Take on the truth. Now seek ye first the king of God and his righteousness. And his will and heartbeat. And if we put forth an effort and the energy. Yes, we got to live. And yes, we got to have jobs. And yes, we got to deal with all of that. But it cannot be what rules us. It cannot be what dominates us. It cannot be what we spend most of our time and effort and energies at. Watch him. He's reconciling himself through Jesus Christ and given to us what? He's given to us what? The ministry of reconciliation. Watch this. Call of God upon our lives. It's, it's about Jesus. It's not about us. It's not building a church here for any, any particular family. You want to upset me? Call this, you know, yeah, that's what in family church. You're right. It's God's family, though. Not an individual's, including more at the top of the list and more at the bottom of the list. Is that, is that good enough? The only family that's going to meet anything, amen, is Jesus. the name that's cooked on the name of Jesus. Because this is the name, amen, in heaven and in earth. You've got to take on this name on the earth. You're planning on being a part of it in the heavens. This is the name that you've got to take on by baptism. Praise God. Folks, this excites me. The more we dig in this word of God, the more I realize, and you, it's, it's right. It's sure. It's firm. You know, let the devil blow. Let him huff and puff. I'm the big bad wolf. What you build out of? What you putting? What you, you know, if you want to build a fire, go ahead and bring some wood and hay and stubble. Hey, man, but if you want something, it won't burn. Especially by the fires of the flesh and by the fires of lust and by the fires of the devil and by the fires of the world. Amen. I'll tell you what, God's given us something. Amen. And it won't burn it up. Hell, it's going to survive. It's going to see us through. This gospel will deliver. That's the reason you and I, watch this, as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, can walk right in the midst of trials and troubles and disappointment and bring peace and instructions and guidance and direction to get them out of their mess. Y'all believe that? Do you believe you have the power by the Holy Ghost to say, oh, oh wait, 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 y'all. Just calm down. Let's... If we don't, you know why? We left a part of the garments of the spiritual warfare that Paul taught us in Ephesians 6 chapter, which happens to be the gospel of Peace. I'm sure some of our minds are going right now, but wait a minute. 
Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace. You know, the time you're going to have the blessings and the honor of God is whenever it's against the gospel. <laughs> That's when. Praise God. There's a real, there's just a real sovereign move of God here today. Don't let, don't let your flesh rob you this morning. I know you're tired. Some of you are struggling just to stay awake and all this other. Look, quit letting the world take up so much of your energy and time in six days of the week. You control that. You can say no. It's up to you. It's your soul. It's your eternity. It's your inheritance I'm talking about. It's very important. Okay? See, that's what the enemy's doing. He's trying to get everybody so distracted, so discouraged, so hopeless. You and I know the scriptures, it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. We better be bottling up some prayers for our babies. We better be bottling them up for them. But that ain't all we better be doing. We better be walking in the spirit, walking in the word of God and, and, and training and instructing them. They need to learn how to bow their knees and call on the Lord. Hey, some things we don't need to let slip out of this apostolic. Hey, God, quicken me. I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to say this lesson. I'm going to try not to mess up four or five messages today. Hallelujah. Praise God. This, this is, I'm telling you. Watch this. Paul's writings, Romans 5 and 1. Romans 5 and 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You got peace with God? Have you got peace with God? Have we got peace with God? We're a little hesitant. But through Jesus Christ, we have peace with God. That doesn't mean that we're so perfect and we're doing everything so perfect. That's the reason, thank God, that we can confess. Thank God, amen, that he looks upon him. What Brother Ford say this morning about it? Amen. Thank God he's got Jesus. That's the reason God had to what? Make himself a lamb. God will provide himself a sacrifice. Amen. You know why? A search was made. Now watch this. Watch this. Why is all this so important? When you look at reconciliation. And you that were sometimes alienated. That means, you know, experiencing isolation. Separation. Have you ever felt yourself in a cave? Ever felt like you was in a place and, and maybe even a crowd, but yet you felt like so alone? So, see, like God was millions of miles away and friends or loved ones or. That's what that term means. Isolation. But it's, it's about God. I'm going to tell you something. 
If you don't think that's not going to be a horrible thing, you better read, go back and look at Cain. When God told him he'd be separated from him, there was a punishment that he said, hey, I can't bear this. I can't bear that thought. That's one thing just going to make that second death. You know what I believe that second death is? It's a permanent death and separation from God with no hope. No hope ever of regaining that fellowship. There'd be no way, no opportunity. But watch this. Now, while there is hope, now while the power lies within you and I, if we're willing to confess and repent and believe through this man called Christ Jesus, I can gain back fellowship and relationship with my God, with my creator. This is what he's brought to me. This is the message. This is the mission. This is what we have got to convince and persuade our world. That's the reason the foundation was so important. That's the reason Paul said, hey, if they don't lay found, I'm not going there. The foundation, the foundation. If you read the scriptures close enough, especially in the book of Acts, they dealt more with preaching that Jesus was the Messiah and the resurrection and, and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost and the signs following them. That was the focus. That's what brought people in. Because if, hey, if you can just get the Holy Ghost... That's the reason, folks, I'm going to tell you something. When I'm witnessing people and things of that nature, and they, a lot of times they want to get on the topic, what about the sleeves? What about all this other? I, I, I'd steer them away from them. I said, hey, that ain't important. This time, that's not important. Number one, you're not going to understand it. Number two, I'm going to tell you something. If, if, you'll just, if, if you'll just listen to what the gospel is, do you know what the gospel is? The good tidings, do you know what it is? The death, burial, and resurrection. Did you know that on the day of Pentecost, Peter only preached it? That's, that's it. That's, experience that. Pentecost, experience that. And then let the Holy Ghost... Because see, the Holy Ghost will open your eyes and open your understanding and give you insight that my words and my words alone cannot do that. In fact, amen, if, if you're not careful here, because I'm going to tell you a lot of people, you know, well, I'm just, I'm just, well, I'm just being honest. We offend and run more people off. Forgetting where he brought us from. Forgetting how many times he worked on us. How long-suffering and how kind and how gentle he's been with us. And all of us know that on a personal basis of just how loving he's really been. Or how forgiving he really has been. Because nobody knows your heart like you know your heart. And the thoughts of your heart. And the meditations of your heart. And if you would have gave in to your heart. <laughs> and if you would just let those just have their way at that moment in time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. We got a Savior. We got a Jesus. Let me finish that. I'm trying to. Uh, uh, watch this. Colossians 121. And you that were sometimes alienated. And enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. In the body of his flesh through death. Who's he talking about? Jesus Christ. To present you what holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. 
Amen. That means to bring us into his place without blemishes, spots, and wrinkles. If, I'm not mentioning this. What's the next verse? If ye continue in the faith, grounded, settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. How often do we go back to the gospel? Paul says, I die daily. What's this. We don't go to the water every day. But we ought to probably go to the altar of dying every day. And the regenerating and the refreshing and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. God help me keep my flesh under subjection. Help me keep myself because... It's inclined, it's subject, it's pronged. And we're living in a world today that's justifying all their actions and their deeds. And, and if we've reached a point now that, that things that used to be uh, a reproach against God, they're trying to persuade us that God accepts us and that's the love of God. And we're the ones that hate. And we're the ones that's all messed up. Ephesians 2 and 15, watch this. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinance, and for to make to himself a twain, talking about the Jews and the Gentiles, one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity, amen, thereby. Watch this. That's the reason you and I fall in love. It's not the natural thing to do. That's where we get in trouble. We, we think it's just going to happen automatically. We, we think, you know, if, 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 if we just, um, if we're not careful, here's what happened. As born again and taking on this mission and, and making it a priority in our lives. If we don't do that, here's what happens. The old man begins to come back alive. The old nature begins to, to. But keep that from happening. We got to take on this mission. But you know what? When I woke up this morning. God you're the one that woke me up. <laughs> and you're the one that gave me the strength. To start putting one foot in front of the other. And I know I got some obligations upon this earth. To, to provide for my family. And, and do things. Certain things. Of that. But in the midst of all of that. Amen. The, your kingdom. And your service. And. And. This, this, what's it? It works both ways. It not only helps us, amen, to keep, stay involved of winning souls. It helps keeps us involved. Amen. Have you ever been on a job, you know, and, and when you first started out, boy, you got involved, you really enjoyed it, yeah, the day went by, but after a week of it, two months or, or whatever. Hey, that's the reason a lot of people like jobs that they go from one place to a different place. That's the reason some people can't work in Ingalls. They, they, it's not the job so much. They just hate going to the same place, the same road, doing the same thing. And, and you know, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not preaching against that, but, but here's the power. Here's, here's the problem. 
around with some of that commitment and dedication. Amen. Or just doing the same old thing over and over. Amen. But when it's right and it's in the word of God, you know what? It ought not become boresome to us. It ought not become a regret to us. Amen. But there's something about, amen, the law and the word of God. And besides that, you're never going to get all the riches out of it. They're unsearchable. No matter how intelligent we are, how smart we are, how much of the Holy Ghost we got. I mean, I mean, I mean there's so much in this thing. I and mean, when you begin to read it and you begin to dig into it and you, you begin to realize what happened. And when you begin to let it flow out of you and happen through you, amen, you understand then, amen, you know what? I'm taking on a mission of God Almighty. I'm taking on something, amen. I'm a representation, an ambassador of his words, of his tone of words. If, this, if anybody's got hope, amen, it's going to be us, amen, that's going to carry it to them. That's the reason we pray for our families. That's the reason we pray for our neighbors. That's the reason we even handle our enemies different, amen, than the way the rest of the world. Amen. All the world wants to do is annihilate and destroy them. There's certain people I could bring into this church building today, and they want to do away with the black man. And other people bring them in, they want to do away with the white man. And other people you bring them, they want to do away with the red man. But you know what God wants to do? He wants to save us all. He wants to save us all. We're all worth saving. We're all created in his image and likeness. And he died for them all. He died for the world. For God so loved the world. Amen. So do you know what? That's the love that we take on. And so we have to battle with some of this. Because the same spirit that we war against and comes against us and battles against us. And the world that we're living in today. Hallelujah. The different things that happen. And who's got a right and justifies this. You know what? All of us should go to hell. All of us should be lost and undone. Because we all seem to come short. Of the glory of God. But now. We're going to take on the mission of saying, you know what? Through his mercy and grace, because I've been saved, because I've been delivered, because I've been reconciled. I've been brought back into friendship. I've been brought back into fellowship. I know him by his name. I know him by his, by his word. I know him by his spirit. I know that God's alive and well. He's alive in me. I know my time's up. Oh, Lord have mercy. Uh, there's, there's a search made. And, and so as, as we watch this as, as representations, as vessels of God, if, if you read through this lesson, uh, you know, watch this. I know this is last lesson. Has anybody picked up on one thing about our lesson? Especially in the last four or five. There was, there's a, there was something driven to us. And I've just, I waited for this last lesson to really, I've mentioned it several times. That the scriptures might be fulfilled. That's been a lot now. If you go back and look. Uh, some of the things that had to transactions. Some things that had to take place. Watch this. Some of the things that's going on around us. So the scriptures can be fulfilled. And you and I as Holy Ghost filled people. Shouldn't let that get a hold of us. That it robs us of our joy. If it does. Question where your joy is coming from. I'm not being ugly. I'm just, I'm just saying, hey, hey, wait a minute now. There's going to be a generation that the coming of the Lord is going to be in. It's coming. And we've been warned how that men's going to wax worse and worse. And the United States is not exempt. And that's not all. The United States is either not going to exist or she's going against Israel. It's going to happen. So certain things and events are going to have to take place. And God's will and for the scriptures to be fulfilled, it's going to take place. What you and you and I have got to do is say, you know what? 
I'm going to stay grounded. I'm going to stay in the Word of God. I'm going to, I'm going to get it. <laughs> Brother Ford mentioned about you can't read. Listen to it. I begin to practice this week more than ever. Uh, taking my phone. My wife done something out on the little patio thing on the back of the house. Hey, and we have enjoyed it. It's just been a blessing. Going out there and taking that phone and putting on that holy Bible. <laughs> and just turn to a book. Turn it on. And let it roll. Sit there sometimes 45 minutes, an hour. Listen to it. The word of God. He does a whole lot better job than I do pronouncing all those names and all. So, you know, I mean. I'm not sure if he's pronouncing some of them right. I'm thinking, praise God, you're doing good, buddy, I guess. <laughs> Hallelujah. Who would name somebody like that? But anyway, huh. but, but the word, the word, the word, the word, the word. What you doing? I'm hearing it. I'm getting it in. Um, now, I ain't going to say who, but somebody kind of, well, you ain't going to remember all that. No, I'm not. Not all of it, but I'm going to get up some of it. I'm going to gain some of it. I'm going to hold on some of it. It's better, it's better than, it's better than, Seeing what everybody else is doing. They ain't got the words eternal life. And most of them's murmuring and complaining and showing what they're eating and what they're wearing and showing what they want to have and what they didn't have. And <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> so anyway, so, so I mean, you know, let's take technology and use it for a good thing. <laughs> that Bible and listen to the word of God. Amen. Because if you get to listen to it, it'll help you. It'll encourage you. It'll strengthen you. Folks, now watch this. The scriptures to be fulfilled. Watch this. How do you know that? What, what, what Jesus, he goes to John the Baptist. And John the Baptist says, hey, I, I need to have baptized of you. He suffered. I mean, John didn't want to baptize him. But what did Jesus tell him? That righteousness might be fulfilled. John, okay. Suffered means he allowed. We see the need and the necessity of the water and spirit baptism. Amen. If we're going to take on this mission, watch this. As you go on and you, and I didn't get to go, but Acts 10, maybe 38, Peter's to the Cornelius and them and responding. He talks about how Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and the power of God. Hmm. Folks, let's be anointed. Let's be anointed. I'm not talking about just insert. How many enjoys what you felt here this morning? How many enjoyed the presence of God, the anointing of the Lord, and all that? How many is willing to take it out tomorrow? In the highways and the byways. The salt of the earth. Light of the world. Putting a smile on our face. Waking up in the morning, even getting up and going to work. With a smile on our face and hey, hey, something bubbling on the inside of me. Hey, something moving on the inside of me. Hallelujah. I, 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 because he lives, I can face tomorrow. There's too many people, amen, getting too focused on dying. You know why most people want to die? It's because they don't want to deal with the circumstances of where they're at and what they're dealing with. But let me tell you something. If you get in tune with God and connect it with God, he'll help you overcome. He'll help you be victorious. It doesn't matter what's attacking you, what's coming against you. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. I tell you, if you put his word, you put his spirit, we can be the vessels that God wants us to be. You're a and vessels of God, but he'll take these vessels, amen, and use them for his honor, for his glory, as we yield and humble ourselves to his work. All right. I know. Oh, 
time's up. Love you. I, I really do. Uh, I'd love to have a couple more pages here. There, there's a lot. I may come back. We may exalt on this some more. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You and I both know that as the scriptures taught us, we're all under sin. We all, amen, the debt we couldn't pay was, amen, was that. And he paid it. And because he paid it, because he died for us, amen, he come to seek and save that which was lost. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now watch this. If you look at the last illustration, you can stand. I won't keep you. I promise you I won't. I'm going to let you go. Talked about the coin. It talked about how this particular lady, didn't matter which one it was, of the ten, that didn't make any difference. She would treat them all the same. How she was willing to get a light. She's willing to sweep. She's willing to go to whatever, what extremes, amen, to, to find that coin. Amen. We see the same thing with the sheep. Even though he had 99, he was willing to leave them, leave them in the wilderness. And, and the scripture text, amen, and go and to find that when they were lost. And then he comes to the prodigal son that, that forsaken, that left, that left his father's house. But when the prodigal son come to himself, come to his realization, come to his understanding that, you know what? The servants in my father's house fares better than what I do. And so really what you and I have to do, amen, to really become a vessel of God, we've got to have a servant's heart. We've got to humble ourselves, yield ourselves, and according to the ability and the anointing, the power of God puts on us and gives us and helps us, amen, as we give ourselves unto him. Amen. This, this, is, this is how it's going to happen. So don't be afraid to testify. Don't be afraid to tell people about this. Don't be afraid to tell people about the Holy Ghost. Oh, there's going to be mockers. Let them mock. Let them make light. Let them make fun. Amen. If you read the scripture lesson, you've seen some of that. It went on. And one place it talked about it. And it said that some doubt it. Amen. If you read that one little scripture, it said, and some doubt it. Even in the presence of Jesus Christ, even among the miracles and the things that took place. So you know what? You're not going to do away with the doubters. You're not going to do away with the mockers. But you know what? There may be that one individual out there that God wants to redeem. That God wants to reconcile. He wants to redeem and reconcile all of them. But there may be that one out there that's got an ear to hear it, a heart to receive it, and is looking for you. You as a vessel, amen, to bring this gospel, to bring this good news, to bring this good tidings, amen, unto them. And so let's do it. Let's be what God wants us to be right here in this community. Amen. And in the workplaces, wherever we go, let's be vessels of God. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord. Go do the candy run.